Okay. Do you think you can cross that this year, eight hundred fifty thousand a month by December? Yeah, yeah, we should be able to. You are listening to Conversations with Nathan Latka, where I sit down and interview the top SaaS founders, like Eric Wan from Zoom. If you'd like to subscribe, go to getlatka.com. We've published thousands of these interviews, and if you want to sort through them quickly by revenue or churn, CAC, valuation, or other metrics, the easiest way to do that is to go to getlatka.com and use our filtering tool. It's like a big Excel sheet for all of these podcast interviews. Check it out right now at gitlatka.com. Hey folks, my guest today is Nitesh Nandi. He's the CTO and co-founder of Hyber, a help desk built for Google Workspace. He has been driving the product technology vision of Hyber and has scaled the platform right from the first customer to thousands of customers who use the product now today. He's passionate about building products which are used and loved by people globally. Nitesh, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes. Let's get All right. started. All right. So tell me a little bit about Hyber. So when you say help desk for Google Workspace, uh, maybe give an example of how a customer is using you today. We have close to 1,700 businesses globally using the product. And, and give uh, me an example of one of them. How do, how do they use you? Typically, uh, customer support teams uh, uh, would uh, say for, for him, uh, there is a travel uh, vacation rental company. And they would be servicing their customers uh, through through an email channel uh, where the customers write to them and they need to respond and uh, resolve their queries. So Hiver lets them set up that uh, shared mailbox where they can uh, write to and they can respond to the customers and resolve their queries, like a typical uh, ticket management, uh, but built right out of Gmail. Do you, when I, when I open up uh, Hiver on Google Workspace Marketplace, I see you've got 70 reviews, you have over 270,000 downloads. Is this your main distribution channel? There are two distribution channels. Uh, we have the Google uh, Marketplace as one of the channels. The other channel is the Chrome App Store. Uh, you can install uh, Hiver as a browser extension and then proceed and use the product from there too. And, and how many signups are you getting per month from these two sources? We get close to around uh, uh, 300 to 400 signups. Per month? Yeah. And that's free or paid? The, the, this is uh, including uh, free, and, free and paid. Interesting. And I guess, take me down the funnel. So what do you know that a new company has to do in the first day or two to increase the chances they convert to pay? Sure. Uh, so... Uh, it is very important for uh, the product to become valuable as soon as possible for the onboarding customer. Uh, that would mean they should see value immediately. Uh, we help the customers to get the first win as quickly as possible, which is setting up their uh, shared mailbox and ensuring that the first email comes in and they uh, see they can assign that email to an agent and see how the complete process works. Once that flow is done, uh, that is a big win for the customer. And then we start onboarding the higher, more advanced features on, on the product, uh, which kind of exposes more value uh, to them gradually. And what uh, are these so, customers today? What do they pay you on average per month to use Hiver? Uh, we uh, have different subscription plans. So we, we start from uh, $15 per month per user seat and we go till $59 uh, per month per user. 
uh, typical uh, business might have maybe 10 to uh, 20 users, uh, but it can even be bigger accounts uh, where we have more than 100 to 100 users on the same account. So 50 to $59 a seat, if we sort of take something in the middle at 30 bucks a seat times a 20 person team, is it fair to say the average company might pay you 500 or 600 bucks a month? That is right. Okay. And that's up a lot. Cause I, ha- I don't know if you remember this. I had you back on the show in 2018. Do you remember that? Uh, that might be my co-founder Neeraj. Um, ah, okay. I'll have to go look that up. But if you remember uh, back then, uh, what he or you told me was that your guys average ARPU was only $115. So you've, you've almost four or five X what the average customer is paying you per month. Was that intentional? Yeah, that is right. And that is intentional. We have invested a lot on the product to take it to that place. And uh, that's definitely helping us. Mm-hmm. Now, 1,700 paying customers at 500 bucks a month would mean you're doing about $850,000 a month in revenue. Is that about right? Uh, it's uh, more or less in the same ballpark. Okay. Do you think you can cross that this year, eight hundred fifty thousand a month by December? Yeah, yeah, we should be able to. Okay. And are you? How are you funding the business? Did you decide to bootstrap or raise capital? We have raised capital recently, earlier this year. Uh, uh, but but we are fairly uh, independent in how we operate. All the money that we uh, are raise raising is uh, going into funneling our marketing efforts. Mm-hmm. And help me understand what that raise looked like. How much did you decide to raise? We raised uh, 22 million in the last round. Mm-hmm. And that was your Series B? Yeah, that's right. And why did you need the capital? Obviously, you have to, you know, you give up equity, there's dilution there. Why take on another investor? Because there is an opportunity to grow faster. And for that, we need money, capital. Uh, so there is a big market out there. We have a very uh, good product market fit. Uh, something that customer uh, loves. Uh, there is a huge opportunity to grow faster. And this is the reason we went ahead raising more money. And tell me what that opportunity is. You mentioned pouring money into marketing and sales. So do you know what it costs you to get a new $500 a month customer? Yes. So uh, you see, uh, the, the whole idea is to move the complete uh, funnel faster. Uh, that would mean you need more number of leads entering the funnel uh, per, per per unit time, per, per unit month. So we wanted to have more leads entering the funnel every month on month. Uh, and for that to happen, usually uh, your cost to acquire per customer would increase. It will not be as optimal as it would have been before. Uh, because uh, you are competing on the say, same uh, AdWords, same, same keywords, bidding on the same words. So you would need more money if you want to increase the number of leads entering the funnel. And that was the whole idea that we need to increase the budget, push harder there, and then get, get things moving. But where paint that strategy for me. So you have 20 million extra dollars. Where are you going to spend? Is it Facebook ads, LinkedIn ads, Google ads? Where are you going to spend it? It's a mix of uh, many things. But yeah, primary focus is Google ads for us. Mm-hmm. And so how much do you have to spend to get a lead from Google? We spend close to around uh, around around uh, sixteen hundred uh, to uh, get a customer from Google. Okay, and is that just on Google Ads? Uh, that is on Google Ads, right? Okay, so regular Google Ads on Google Ads, and if you spend one thousand six hundred dollars to get a five hundred dollar month customer, 
Yes. Okay. So that's obviously good payback, right? That's a three month payback. Um, any other strategies you plan to use besides Google ads? We, we go heavy on content. Uh, so you, you would see that uh, we produce a lot of content. We do a lot of uh, blog posts, uh, guest, guest posting. Uh, that is also part of the strategy. A lot of organic traffic also comes in. Uh, to, to through through all the blogs and the guest posting that we do. Mm -hmm. Is it, excuse me? Is there a particular keyword that you optimize for that brings in a lot of your traffic? We focus on uh, help desk for uh, Gmail, Google Workspace. Uh, that is something uh, which which is very very targeted for us. Mm -hmm. So if I type in help desk for Gmail uh, in search, you guys should rank pretty high, right? Yes. So. Yeah. So I'm seeing obviously Google's organic listings, uh, and then obviously you guys are running ads there. And then, yeah, you, you are the first, you guys are the first non Google, uh, listing. And then there's front and a bunch of the others that are competing with you. That is true. Is that who you see your biggest competitors at front? Sorry, come again. Is that who you believe your biggest competitor is? Would it be front? Uh, to some extent. Yeah. Because the approach that they have taken is somewhat similar. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have used Gmail as our canvas and built the product on top of that. Yeah. Is there, are there any downsides to that? Uh, there are, uh, there are definitely a lot of advantages, uh, but from a downstand standpoint, uh, we are limited, uh, with whatever Gmail allows us to do on, 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 on the, on the interface and on the products front. Uh, but we, and we have to be very, very creative in solving the same problems. Uh, that might be much easier for front to solve. Mm -hmm. But this also gives us a lot of advantage on what is already pre-built on top of Gmail. We don't have to reinvent the wheel there. Traditional endpoint security tools make your workplace feel like a surveillance state. You guys know what I mean, right? They turn users and the IT team into adversaries. And ultimately, I mean, they drive your employees to work on unsecured personal devices. You guys know it doesn't have to be this way. A company called Collide is a device security solution built around what they call honest security. Their biggest philosophy is that employees aren't your biggest security risk, but they can be your biggest allies. And your relationship with them should be based on transparency and informed consent. So Clyde works by notifying your employees of security issues via Slack, which we all use, and gives them step-by-step -step instructions on how to resolve these issues themselves. For IT and security teams, Collide provides the right level of visibility for Mac, Windows, and Linux devices, and can answer questions about your fleet security and traditional MDMs can't. You can meet your security goals without compromising your values. Visit collide.com forward slash top to find out how. Now, if you follow that link, guys, they'll hook you up with a goodie bag just for activating a free trial. It's a bag that I love. That link again is K-O-L-I-D-E.com slash top. Collide.com forward slash top. And Tesh, obviously spending $1,600 to get a customer, you want to keep them as long as possible. So what is your churn today and how do you try and improve that? Our churn is uh, a pretty uh, good. Uh, we, we have close to around uh, minus 2% net MRR churn at this point of time. Uh, what we do is we try to keep and ensure that customer is engaged on the product very, very well. Uh, wherever we see the usage popping off, which we keep tracking throughout the product, uh, we get in touch with them uh, and then try to see what is happening and try to retain them. So we do this directly from the product as well as uh, our team, uh, which keeps uh, tries to keep track of the activity of a customer. 
That makes a lot of sense. Now, again, you guys, uh, and, and you're right, by the way, it was your co-founder I had on the 2018 Mirage, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, I, I had him on. He gave a great episode. Uh, he said back then, you guys were just breaking, as is 2018, about a $1.5 million sort of run rate. If I look at uh, your numbers today, 1,700 customers, we already talked about this, 800-ish thousand a month. I mean, it sounds like you guys can break sort of 10 million uh, run rate this year. Why did, um, when you go out and raise 22 million bucks, you raised it from K1, which is a private equity firm. They're known for being pretty founder friendly, meaning if you guys wanted to take secondary, you could. Did you guys take any secondary? No, we didn't. So all the 22 million went on the balance sheet? Yeah, more or less. Mm-hmm. And why did you why did you make that decision? Why not try and ask for a secondary and get early liquidity for you and some employ- early employees? We, we had a very small secondary, but uh, because the number was so small, it's literally negligible. So we wanted all the capital to go into the company. And that was really the primary. Small. You mean like under a million dollars? Yeah, that is true. Very, very I, small. Well, you guys, what's impressing about your story is you've been very capital efficient. You raised a four million Series A back in 2018 to scale up past five million in ARR, and then you raised four million in debt last year to buy some mm-hmm. runway. Explain to me why you made that decision. What was it like raising debt, and how do you use it? See, we wanted to have some um, money to do some experiments that we wanted to uh, show before we go for Series B, uh, and we got those debt for very very good terms. Uh, right, and, and and we decided on picking that up, uh, using that to funnel our uh, marketing, uh, show some good progress before we go for Series B. So that worked out for, for us very very well, uh, and I think it was a good call at that point of time. You say very very good terms for an entrepreneur listening right now, considering doing the same thing. What terms would you consider very very good for debt? Uh, I would say uh, uh, first it's it's like a pool of money and you get charged for only the money you, uh, you end up using and not the complete pool so that definitely helps and any any interest rate uh, which which might be uh, say under under ten uh, percent uh, right that, that that I think is fairly reasonable uh, from a debt standpoint. Very, very cool. All right. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, you're now scaling now. If you're doing, just help us understand growth a little bit. If you're doing about, you know, 800,000 bucks a month today in revenue, do you remember what you were doing exactly one year ago? Uh, we were, uh, we, we have nearly doubled uh, how, uh, how, how we were one year back. Oh, wow. So you were doing like 300 or $400,000 a month a year ago. Yes, that is right. Wow. Okay. That's incredible growth. Did most of that growth come from expanding? current customers, getting them to buy more seats, or was it adding new companies altogether? It's a combination of both. Uh, for us, the expansion is a big lever, uh, and that adds to a significant growth out of the complete growth that we get. Amazing. Well, look, uh, you guys are building this very efficiently. Most folks, when they're raising a Series B, are selling about 10% of their business. Is that about how much you guys sold? Uh, some, somewhat in, in that ballpark. Did you feel like it was a fair valuation? Yeah, yeah, very much. Very much. Okay. So just for context, if you sold 10%, it would be something like $180 million pre-money, $200 million post-money, something like that. Around that ballpark. And why did that feel fair to you at the time? Obviously, today, markets are crashing, right? Public stocks are crashing, everything's crashing. So you closed at the perfect time. See, one of the reasons where we liked talking to K1, and we thought they would add a lot of value uh, when they come on board. Uh, 
and especially the markets we were operating in, particularly we are based out of India, uh, the complete team. Uh, so uh, uh, we thought that was a fair valuation and the type of team we are bringing on board, uh, that that would be very helpful to help the business propel forward. Yep. And how many folks today are on the team full-time? We have close to around uh, 120 folks at this point of time. 120, wow. And how many engineers? Uh, close to uh, 45. Now, Nitesh, have you been able to hire all of those engineers in India? More or less. We have a couple of folks who work from outside India, uh, but yeah, most of them are from India. Which city? Bangalore, Chennai, Punai? Uh, Post-COVID, we started uh, hiring all from all over India. Uh, but yeah, still the primary workforce is based out of Bangalore. Bangalore. Okay. I feel like that's where all the SaaS companies are. Bangalore, 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 huh? That is true. All right. Good stuff. What a great story. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number one, what's the last book that you read? Uh, it's, it's, it's a book called Soul of Money. Uh, so it, it talks about how how uh, you can uh, what what is the pur- purpose of money uh, and, and 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 how how should you think about utilizing money uh, for your growth. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Uh, not really. Okay. Number four or number three, what's your favorite online tool for building Hiver besides your own? Retool is a uh, good uh, tool that we use very, very commonly in product teams. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I'm a, I, I think I get pretty good, um, probably six to seven hours sleep. Maybe. Okay, that's pretty good. And uh, what's your situation? Married, single kids? Married. Any kids? No, None. No, okay. No. And how old are you, Natesh? I am 38. 38. Last question. What's something you wish you knew when you were 20? That's an interesting question. Uh, I think I was not experimenting too much, uh, being very, very scared about uh, failures, uh, right? And and probably I should have experimented more when I was in twenties. Uh, so probably this is what I'll tell if I meet my twenty year, uh, meet myself when I was twenty year. Uh, Guys, exper- experiment more. Hiver HQ launched back in 2011, broke a million dollar run rate in 2018, broke a $4 million run rate last year. And this year on track to break a $10 million run rate, growing nicely. 1,700 teams are using them to do support and help desks right inside of Gmail. That's their number one go-to-market. Chrome extension and Google work, uh, Workplace Marketplace, uh, Workspace Marketplace. They just raised a 22 million Series B, sold around 10% of the business, 120 on the team as they look to scale, 102% net dollar retention. So it's a sticky tool as they look to continue to build and grow and net double down on marketing and sales. Natash, thanks for taking us to the top. Thank you, Nathan. Thanks for your time.